Welcome to the Church Media Lab Podcast. A honest behind-the-scenes look at church media and technology. Sit back and enjoy the show. Church Media Lab is back with our third episode. Sorry about taking so long. Uh, We had planned on having some more episodes out by now, but if you work in church media, you know exactly how that goes. So uh, today's episode is going to be gear you just can't live without. So we're not going to be talking about, you know, professional grade soundboards and cameras, but we're going to be talking about the little things that you carry in your bag or that you have in your tech booth. Um, that just make your job so much easier. So before we get into that, uh, just give you a few updates on some things going on with our church. Uh, One reason we got delayed is we have moved into our new youth building. So we have been building from the ground up as far as PA, lighting, media. So um, it's been a while since we did a complete sound system from scratch, but that was a lot of fun. And we're probably going to talk about that in a future episode as well. But um, Bradley, give us an update. What's been going on with you? Hey, man. Uh, just about the same, uh, you know, not moving into a new youth building. That's awesome. Uh, we've, been doing, <laughs> uh, we've been doing some renovations around the church, just small things here and there. And, um, you know, nothing super audio involved. But, uh, you know, like everybody else, you know, we, a lot of, we've talked about this a lot of times. We wear a lot of hats around the church. So, you know, it's, you know, helping out wherever. So, um I'm normally the demolition guy. Like I can't really build anything. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they need something like tore, yeah, I like if that. they need something tore down, they're like, "Hey, uh, come on, Brad, we need you to, you know." And not that I'm strong either. I just um, <laughs> no. here, pull your back <laughs> yeah. out with the sledgehammer. There you go. So, but uh, it's you know it's it's always exciting when you're uh, renovating and doing stuff like that. So, uh, uh, just doing that, you know, uh, trying to catch our breath from Easter, you know. So, um, yeah, Easter was busy. I know all the people listening that work in church media at some capacity, you understand how busy things get around Absolutely. Easter. And, uh, yeah, we should have saw that coming. Like, yeah, we're not going to get a podcast out around <laughs> Easter. You know? Well, and, you know, I always tell people, like, once you get through Christmas, and this this would be a great topic for another episode, once you get through Christmas, it's like, oh, we've gotten through Christmas. Christmas is busy. You know, once you get to, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's just insanely busy. And then, right. and then you get down to January. You're like, okay, New Year, relax. You know, we we have all these great ideas. Let's get back to the drawing board. And then you hit Easter, and it's like, oh, Easter's here. Boom, Easter hits you like a ton of bricks. And then, oh, then yeah. you get, and you're like, oh my goodness, it's camp season. Like we get to June, and June and July are, are we just call it camp seasons. So you have camps, yeah. you're getting ready for camps. So it's, and you're like. Uh, we're gonna have some downtime, right? Like <laughs> that's coming up soon, but uh, yeah, I hope that uh, I hope we get to do an episode live from camp. Oh, absolutely, that would be so awesome if we could pull that off. I know both both me and you are gonna be insanely busy at youth camp this year, but that's coming up in just a couple of months. If we can pull off a live episode at camp, that would be great. So y'all stay tuned for a youth camp episode for sure. If we can get the if we can get a quiet enough space somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we do it with a live audience and take questions. Yeah. That maybe would be, sit right in the middle. Of, we don't know how that would no, go. Right in the middle of a gym, you know, play basketballs bouncing yeah. around us, volleyball, you know. Let's Just see. get the full camp effect, <laughs> right? Yeah. Hey, I heard y'all were starting a photography team too, though. Or yes, like absolutely. That. We uh, 
we started it um, a couple weeks before Easter. Um, it's always been something that we've really wanted to do and try to dig down into. And um, it's one of those things that, you know, it takes time um, just because, you know, you're wanting people to learn the gear they're using and um, be able to feel comfortable. And it is different. It is totally different. Uh, I was talking with Jacob. He's uh, one of our guys that uh, was helping out in photography. Um, and he was doing it first. And um, he's like, I, I just, I feel like if it's it's awkward at sometimes because you don't want to be a distraction in church service. And you know, we, could, we could talk oh, yeah. about that for hours. But, you know, trying to get that shot and everything, which I'm not, I always tell people like whatever uh, an amateur is and whatever a novice is, I'm like below that as a photographer. Like, like, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I know where the shutter button is and I, you know, I could put a lens yeah. on and, um, I can take a picture like, <laughs> but like, you make a great assistant. <laughs> there right? you go. There you go. Hey, you need this. But, uh, I, I do enjoy, you know, taking pictures, but it is hard. Yeah. Um, trying to be in that setting, that church like setting, um, where you don't want to be a distraction and, uh, and hinder anybody in their worship or anything like that. Um, because some people, yeah. it, it, being that it is new, um, I don't want to uh, make anybody, any of our saints feel uncomfortable, you know, that they can't worship yeah. or they can't, you know, they think somebody's always following around with a camera. So, um, oh, yeah. So, but yeah, it's it's going good. We're, um, we're that's exciting. It is, it's that's exciting, exciting stuff. It's, it's really exciting. So, looking forward to no that's awesome and hopefully we're gonna have a uh hopefully we can get some guests on here and have an actual photography episode that would be yeah, I'll, I'll just that would be great i'll sit back and drink some root beer while, while i'll do that <laughs> you could just produce that <laughs> yeah, one right yeah, yeah. yeah i'll take notes how about that <laughs> yeah uh so yeah man we could sit here and talk about gear all day long that's like one of my favorite things just talk about new technology coming out talk about whether it's cameras, sound, computers, whatever. So we try to narrow this episode down instead of it being 14 hours long is uh, just like the little things, the little bits of gear. You know, we're not, like I said, we're not going to go through a whole thing about setting up a PA system and all that kind of stuff. But uh, we got a couple of different categories and we will post links to all the stuff that we mentioned uh, on our website, churchmedialab.com. So be sure and check that out. So, um, Bradley, since you're the sound guy, I'm going to let you start out with, uh, like, sound, audio. What are some things that, you know, just make your job easier Sunday to Sunday? Well, the biggest thing when you talk about sound, you know, like I said, you're not we're not talking about setting up a PA. The biggest thing with sound that I see people, like, make, not a mistake on, but, you know, cable is, like, one of those things that could make you and it could break you. Um, you know, if you buy, and I've, I've, I'm guilty just as anybody else buy a cheap XLR cable and I'm like, Oh man, oh, yeah. this one, you know, you're at guitar center, you know, and you know, this one's $10 and this one's 25 and you're like, Oh man, I'm going to get a $10 one. And then you get it to the church and you plug it in and it's really noisy. Like you got a lot of hum in it and you're like, well, I mean, it's a brand new cable. Why is it humming? You know, um, quality and, and something as a cable is, is, is vitally important. Just, you know, just to throw out some, some names, you know, um, Guitar Center does carry a brand called Livewire. It's their, supposed to be their brand. And I highly recommend right. those just because they actually have a lifetime warranty on the cable. If you buy it, you know, you, they'll put it under your phone number. And uh, I cannot tell you how many quarter-inch cables that I have taken back. Just, you know, quarter-inch cables on a guitar, on a bass, they go out. That's just, 
It's gonna. Well, musicians don't take care of them no, at all. I could, as a bass player, I could tell you they they get stepped yeah, on and wound yeah. up tight well, and everything yeah, else. Yeah, stuff like that's gonna happen. So I, you know, I that lifetime warranty is awesome just because I go in. Yeah. The guy plugs it in the guitar and he's like, oh no, it's got a short in it, and they're like, okay, go grab the the new one off the shelf. So I mean, it's it's paid for itself multiple times. Uh, yeah. Another good company for cabling uh, that is very reasonable is Elite Core Audio. They're um okay. lo- they're locally owned in Conway, Arkansas. Great, great company, and they ship very fast. So you know they and they sell a ton of sound gear, but um, their cables are hand built, very good quality. And there's also one other company that I use a lot if I need a cable super fast from Amazon is Cable Matters. Um, cable Matters. Yeah, I've seen yeah. Those. They they started I think as a um as a computer cabling company. So like USB cables and stuff like that. And then they also have audio cables and they're really, uh, really good cables. And like, that's to me, that's the most important part of, you know, gear in my opinion. And I carry anywhere I go and we'll get down to, you know, cases and, and, and bags and everything like that. But, um, everywhere I go, I keep just a couple of good quality XLRs on me just because if I'm going somewhere, like I said, and, and you can, pull your hair out from like, Oh, something's noisy in here. You know, something's something in the PA is just like, you got a hum, you get a ground lift somewhere. It could be a bad cable. I mean, a lot of times that's the easiest troubleshooting method, you know, to say, Oh, okay, let's swap this cable out. And so I yeah. never leave home without cable just period. Um, and then as far as something that goes along with cable for sound is a cable tester. You can find them. Oh yeah, man, those things are a life. They are. You can find them pretty uh, inexpensive, and um, just uh, you know, every once in a while, I'll take all my cables and I'll sit down with my cable tester, plug them in. Okay, that cable's good. Okay, that cable's bad. That way, I know without a shadow of a doubt if something happens on a Sunday morning, I run back and need to pick up another XLR. I know it's ready to go, and I'm not worried about you know it failing or anything. So. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the cable tester because um, I'm not really much of an audio guy, but I didn't even know those things exist. Oh, yeah. And our sound guy showed up with one one day at church, and I was like, wait, so you could just plug both ends in, and it'll tell you if it's good or not? I'm like, this is amazing. Right. You know how? And they're not really that expensive no, either. No, And And I, another kind of along that same line, um, there is a company called uh, Sound Tools um, by Dave Ratt. Um, he's a big audio engineer in the secular world. Um, he's really, really, really smart about all things audio, and he's really taken a lot of audio problems that engineers have, uh, for example, on the road, and he's built products to fix those problems. For example, um, I actually have a pair of them. They're called XLR sniffers, and so what you do, yeah. um, they look, they're two little small tubes, and you plug one in on the male end and one on the female end, and it's got a battery inside, and it will actually tell you It'll run the line, the three pins of the cable, and make sure that cable is good. Number one, and also if you are, if you have a, you're trying to find if an XLR is bad, or if you're trying to find where an XLR went, um, you can plug, you know, one in at your soundboard, and then one in at your snake, and so they work wirelessly through the pins of the cable to tell you if that cable is good. Or if you're trying to locate oh, a cable. Yeah, I can see that would be super useful. Yeah, so it's just things like that that, you know, because, again, Sunday morning, Sunday night, you know, you can't find the, where the cable goes. You're trying to find a bad cable. You will pull your hair out, <laughs> you know, so anything yeah. to make that Oh, wait, easy, so, you're, so. so you're telling me you're, uh, all your cables are not labeled perfectly? <laughs> oh, absolutely not. <laughs> 
I wish. I, I start doing them, and then I had to repatch something, and then I'm like, wait, did that cable go here or there? But yeah. for the most part, oh, yes, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, but then I always yeah don't look behind don't look under the audio desk no, at all no like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no but it's just a rat's nest of <laughs> right, wires and cables right. but so that's kind of covering a little bit of sound what about uh, media Anthony yeah. you want to tell us about yeah so I guess media generally you know I'm thinking usually when we refer we kind of call this church media lab which is kind of a broad term but. Um, typically when we're talking in a service, we think of media as like the people running pro presenter, um, you know, visual type stuff. That That's kind of what I think of with media. Um, going going back to cables, um, as far as I always keep computer cables on hand. Like when we were talking about that before the show, like you can never have enough uh, USB-C to like USB-A yep. converters or like... Um, just regular USB cables. I have I, I um I've got a whole collection of just USB cables. Like when I buy something and it comes with an extra cable, if I don't throw need it, it I throw it into a box <laughs> or throw it in a bag because I can't tell you how many times I've gotten somewhere and it's like who's got a USB cable? Like I can't find a USB cable. Um, and now with everything going USB C, it's good to have those adapters. And and again, this stuff is like you may not use it for like months at a time. But just go on Amazon like right now because, you know, most of you are probably listening on a phone or a computer and just go buy like a two or three pack of USB-C to USB-A like converters because I can't tell you how many times I've been out somewhere and need those. Um, I know we had youth convention a few months back and it's like it never fails when you go to a big convention or something. It's like, oh, man, we can't plug this keyboard up or this thing takes USB. You know, where's the cable? So. Um, I keep tons of those in my bag. We have uh, like a little small collection of things like that in our uh, tech booth too. Um, so yeah, you can't go wrong with um, just having extra cables, uh, especially like USB type cables. Um, another thing is, um, I guess talking about media, you know, kind of with computers and stuff is we try to stay away from wireless stuff. I know wireless stuff is convenient, but I've gotten to where we have had so many issues with wireless stuff dying that on any of our media computers, we always use hardwired, um, you know, hardwired mice, hardwired keyboards. But if you don't, um, buying a good set of rechargeable batteries, um, I cannot recommend that enough. Again, that's one of those things that uh, you don't ever think about batteries until it dies on the pro presenter computer. And you're like scrambling around like, okay, who's got the double A's? Are they behind the platform where we keep the microphones? Are they in somebody's office? Um, so yeah, man, again, uh, I'm going to be referring to Amazon a lot, but just go buy like an eight, you know, it holds like eight double A's, eight, eight triple A's battery charger. Keep that thing plugged in. Um, Cause I can't tell you how many times um, we use that. Uh, another thing I keep in my bag all the time is flashlights. Yes. Dude, I have got, <laughs> you don't know how many times like an led flashlight has saved me because it never fails. The one on your phone doesn't work that well. And I can promise you, especially if your sanctuary is kind of dark, uh, man, keeping a good flashlight on you, you know, with media stuff is like, you know, a lifesaver most of the time. So um, that's really about all I have for media. Uh, I mean, there's not, it's not as many components as sound as far as things to go wrong, but um, I would encourage you, you know, everybody's got a backpack or a messenger bag they take to church when you're working in media. 
always if, I always think about if there's a possibility I could use this, I throw it in there. Like no doubt about it. So um, anything anything I might have missed on media, Brad? No, man. That's that's the biggest thing. You know, you covered it pretty much. Just having those extra cables, and I I get in trouble all the time. They're like, why do you have so many? Ca- like why you know like why do you need this cable? Why do you need? And like it never fails. Like I don't need it right now. I don't need it today. But you know, six months like we may need it. And I'm like, okay, I, I remember yeah. I had that cable. So, you know, it's, you know, right. just having that stuff on hand like that is, um, is super helpful. But, you know, when you talk about, talking about media with computers, there's not a ton, you know, cables, adapters, you know, that's pretty much the, the thing of media. Now, something that right. almost maybe bigger than sound accessories and gear is photography and videography gear. Oh man, you talk about so, yeah, photo and video accessories. I've got I think I've got a whole backpack of just accessories and stuff like that. Shoe I'm trying to, I'm trying, I mean, yeah, this is like yeah, this is yeah, this is right in my wheelhouse here cuz you know, I'm not a professional photographer, but as far as hobbies go, that's like, you know, this is right up my alley, but um I can tell you um I have so much photography accessories that I bought, but trying to keep things narrowed down to like, you know, what I use in a church setting. Um, bags is a big one, man. I'm a big like backpack guy. I have, my wife gets on me all the time. Cause it's like every month I'm ordering a different backpack. Cause I want to, you know, try something out. And uh, there's some really good ones out there, you know, peak design uh, makes some top of the line bags, but I have found um, like most of you guys probably listening. You're probably cheap. Like me, there's a company called bag smart on Amazon and they make some of the absolute best like photography bags that I have seen. Um, I've got two of them. They're just normal looking backpacks. They don't look like photography backpacks and they'll easily hold like a body and a lens and a few accessories plus, you know, any other stuff you may have to take to church. So um, I always recommend those to people. Like I have, I have a really nice photography bag if I'm going on a shoot and I need to carry a bunch of stuff. But, like, when I'm going to church, I don't want to carry, like, I know I'm only going to need maybe a lens, a battery, some SD cards, you know, one body. Um, I'm not going to be setting up, like, a full-on photo shoot at church. So, um, buying, like, a regular backpack that also has some slots for cameras is uh, really good. So, if you're looking for that, I'll post the links to some of my favorite ones. Um, But another thing is SD cards. Um, I hope Braden's listening. I'm going to call him out. Uh, I can't tell you how frustrating it is when you get to church and your photographer has forgot their SD card at home. So literally every time SD cards go on sale anywhere, I buy them. So I have stacks of SD cards. Um, I may never use them, but at least I have them. And SD cards have gotten so cheap now. Um, I always tell people, man, carry several of them around. Um, Now, one thing talking about SD cards, though, is there um, an SD card reader is very important now. Um, I'm still using an old MacBook Pro, and it has the SD card slot on it, which I love. But I know some of the newer ones have gotten away from that. And so Anchor, uh, most people know Anchor because they make battery, uh, you know, battery packs, uh, lightning cables. Anchor makes really good phone accessories. Very good. But yeah. they have a um, yeah, they have a really cheap SD card reader that's USB three. And, um, it'll, it's like, it's really, really small. So it doesn't take up a lot of space, 
but you can read like micro SD with it, regular SD cards. It reads like six or seven different ones in this little bitty compact, looks almost like a flash drive. Um, so I would recommend buying one of those. Keep an SD card reader in your bag at all times if you're doing any kind of video or photo. Um, another one is lights, um, like video lights. Um, there's a brand on Amazon. I think it's called Newer. Yeah. I pronounce it Newer. It's N-E-E-W-E-R. Yeah, yeah. Um, man, I've bought so many lights from them because they're just a fraction of the price of like professional, what, what's quote unquote professional lights. Um, so they're really good. They can help out if you're shooting video. Uh, one thing I did buy, I was talking about Peak Design and their backpack. Peak Design makes a quick release camera strap that is awesome. And I love that because um, if you're, you know, I don't, I don't do as much photography in our church anymore, but a lot of times I would be swapping between shooting video, um, doing photography or whatever. So Peak Design makes one that's called a leash and it's literally just like a little wrist strap with a quick connect on it. And so you can, um, you know, disconnect your camera really quick if you need to put it on a gimbal or if you need to take it off and you're, you know, you're just kind of running around and you, you don't want like a full on camera strap. Um, that's a really cool thing. And then um, probably the last little thing is Manfrotto. Everybody knows Manfrotto if you do fan photography. They make really high-end tripods. Well, they actually have a very cheap, um, what's called a mini tripod. It's like a little tabletop tripod with a ball head on it. And they have a, it comes with an attachment. And so you can either attach a real camera to it or a cell phone. And so it is really useful if you're trying to shoot like, you know, some Instagram reels or something like that. But the thing is, is um, I've actually got it sitting on my desk. It's metal. It's like a full, like professional grade feeling tripod. Yeah, but absorbs some shock. I think they're 20 bucks. Yeah. 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 I think they're like 20 bucks, which is crazy that something with Manfrotto on it, it's $20, right, yeah. you know. Oh, man. It, to me that you talk about bags and I think we'll get to that in just a second. Um, to me, a good camera bag, again, not a professional, like I shoot just for fun, um, is, is having that bag, especially on something that you can get in and out of quickly. Like I've, I've done, again, not a professional, I've done some, um, some friends, uh, you know, high school graduation, you know, senior pictures and, and being outside like that and just having that bag, just a backpack, I can even throw, you know, the backpack I have has a, a spot for my tripod. You know, it's got quick open areas that you can just get stuff in and out, whether it be a body or a different lens or, or an SD card or something. Um, something I carry with me too, talking about SD cards. Um, I'm a weirdo about SD cards and uh, USB drives, like flash yeah. drives. Uh, I probably have like five billion flash drives. Oh, yeah. Um, and they none of them are like close to anywhere full. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm just like have I go them. see yeah. him at I go see him at Best Buy or Walmart. I'm like, oh, I need an extra one. And yeah. so, um, but I, Pelican makes a uh, an SD card holder um, oh, that yeah. is uh, that is waterproof. Nice. And it's not very expensive, about twenty bucks. Um, it holds uh, two, four, six, um, like sixteen cards maybe. Yeah. Um, and those could be either or the full size SD or the micro, and it's super nice because it is. Uh, it is waterproof. Yeah, I forgot so, about know, that. I, I'm glad you brought that shock up. Proof. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's um, a great thing because uh, yeah, um, I carry a lot of SD cards. But same thing, I don't remember what brand is my mine is, but I have one of those waterproof cases. 
Um, because yeah, you, they'll, I have, I used to just throw them in my bag in a pocket and then a couple of them got broke or cracked or whatever. So yeah, that's another great accessory. Buy you a, yeah. um, I've even got one for my flash drives. I've got one that has uh, USB slots for flash, flash drives. I think it holds like 10 or 12 flash drives in it. Right. So yeah. But, uh, um, I'm yeah, going to let you helpful. take this next one because you're the one that turned me on to these is, uh, these travel cases. So I've always liked Pelican cases and stuff, but if, um, if any of you know anything about Pelican, they're like outrageous. And yes. if you get the bigger you get, the more expensive they get. But, um, these Harbor freight boxes that you told me about, tell everybody about those. Cause those are amazing for the price. Yeah, absolutely. So again, I'm a huge Pelican fan. Um, they're just so expensive, you know, um, Harbor Freight carries a case called an Apache is the brand uh, of the case. Harbor, like I said, Harbor Freight carries them. They carry them from very small um, up to a rolling case that would be applicable, like close to a good comparison to um, the Pelican 1510. I think that's right. Um, and it's just a, it's actually what they call their carry-on, what Pelican calls their carry-on. Um, so it, it, this could be something that if you were flying, you could, you know, st- depending on what airline, you could store it in the overhead bin. Um, so it has wheels. It's, uh, again, shockproof, dustproof, waterproof, um, all those things. And they actually, uh, Harbor Freight actually carries up to a, um, a double gun case, too, um, which I have one of those as well. And it's super nice, has wheels on it. You know, um, you could store up to two guns in it, you know, just give you an idea of what they, you know, what this Apache brand has. Um, but they're very, very good. Um, I've put my, my daily, I say my daily carry the, the mind case that I carry with me if I go anywhere. Um, and again, Anthony, like Anthony said, we'll post all these links, um, to our kits, um, uh, online. Um, you could see what's what, you know, what I carry in that kit at all times. But, um, it goes with me, you know, if I go anywhere, it goes with me and it just has a little bit of everything I need for whatever, you know, what I'm doing. Um, but they, yeah, I've had that one now, my first one for probably, I say well over maybe two years even. And, uh, I mean, it's held up, I've dropped it. I've, you know, I've scuffed it, you know, it's, and of course it has a bunch of stickers on it. You know, you can't have a case without (laughs) a bunch of stickers on it, you know? Um, but I just recently upgraded to, a couple of weeks, actually uh, a couple of months ago, um, to um, a insert in the case. So when you buy the case off the shelf at Harbor Freight, um, give you an idea. I think they're roughly about ninety dollars from Harbor Freight, uh, give or take. Yeah, uh, and that's for the big this. one because I think the one I bought for my camera gear with a coupon. I want to say I paid like thirty or forty bucks for it. Right, like I said, yeah, they make them. They make them in different sizes. But whenever you get any of them from Harbor Freight, they come just like Pelican um, with a pick and pluck foam. Yeah. Um, so you can kind of make your own, um, you know, layout if you would. Um, but sometimes that gets overwhelming because maybe I want to change something up or maybe I don't want to put something different inside. Um, so uh, they there's a company that is called uh, Trek Pack, and they make inserts for Pelican cases for the Apache cases, and what it is, it's a um, it's a custom divider kit, and what they do is they send you 
the panels for the kit and you pretty much build out however you want to lay out your case. Um, it's super, super cool because, you know, uh, like right now in mine, I have everything divided. Um, I literally could, you know, I know where pretty much where everything is. I literally could just tell somebody, hey, go look in the top left part of this case and you literally just pick it up and it's out of the case. Um, and you could rearrange it. So they send you extra panels to where you can make your own, cut your own, you know, if you want to do a small square in the front or a large square at the back, you know, whatever you want to do. And it's super cool because it's all customizable. Um, you know, if, if the way I have it set up right now, if in a year from now I decide I don't need, you know, the two direct boxes that I'm carrying, you know, that could, I could cut that spot in half and, you know, put something else there. Um, and so, and also with that, um, the Trek pack, I also have a lid organizer in the top of the lid, um, that has zipper, uh, pouches for small stuff. Like I keep batteries in there, you know, um, small tools, you know, uh, like I said, I carry, it's, it's kind of weird. I carry just like, like random stuff that I don't know why I carry it, but I just, I just, I just carry Like I always carry a network switch with me, a small, like five yeah. port gig of a gig uh, bit uh switch you know and a small like airport uh apple airport express router yeah we should have mentioned those when Never we were talking know. about media i forgot about those yeah carrying a little a little uh gigabit switch makes a big difference um and stuff like that when you're trying to network computers together right yeah and nowadays uh even talking about audio um nowadays with uh dante becoming such a big thing um, you know, if you needed that for a Dante network, you know, yeah. for audio, you know, it's, it's one of those helpful things, but yeah, having that Trek pack design in my, in that case is super helpful. Yeah. When I saw, when I saw yours, up. when I saw yours, I was like, why don't they come like this by default? Because right. <laughs> it really takes like a case to a whole nother level because mine, my photography case, um, you know, I've got like a mid-sized Apache case. And it's durable. It works great, but I've rearranged it a couple of times, so now the foam doesn't quite fit in right. Yeah, and you every, know some parts of it are loose and and, and whatever. Right. And I'm like, man, those Trek packs make such a huge difference. Like, yeah, um, we'll we'll post a link to it. But after that, I went and researched it, and I've got one on my list. I just haven't bought it yet. But yeah, it, really takes, it really they takes are a expensive. case. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, they're not cheap. But it, it really does take a case and makes it like a whole brand new system. Like it's right, really, yeah. it's really, you think we're like going on and on about something really dumb, but when you get one <laughs> and if you have a Pelican case or you have an Apache case, you understand what it's like trying to like rearrange everything. Yeah. It, it was, it, I'm, I'm ashamed to say this, but the day I got it in and the day I installed it, I was literally sitting on the floor and in like Indian style, like, like a little kid. I was just like so happy. I was like, oh man, it's, it just helps so much. Like, yeah, you know, like I can't tell you how many times like I would just put stuff in that case and I'd okay I'd get everything in and I'd lock the case and I'd pick it up and immediately it would be like a <laughs> just, like like I don't know what like a train wreck like everything would shift and yeah. I was like oh my goodness like yeah. I'm not gonna be able to find nothing when I open this yeah. case and so now the fact that everything is there you know at, like I said I could tell somebody where exactly where it's at they go pick it up you know. So having that accessibility is super, super helpful. Yeah, so. and I, I can vouch for those um, those Apache cases as far as uh, durability because I went um, – every year I go to Cades Cove and um, 
take pictures of what do wildlife photography up there. And so, you know, you know, like when you get into Cades Cove, especially in the wintertime, you never know. It's going to be raining. It's going to be snowing. Could be beautiful weather, but it seems like every time I go, it rains. And so, um, like, I'm shooting out of the back of a truck, um, and, I, like, none of my stuff got wet. Like, I had lenses, you know, expensive camera gear that I had rented all this in those Apache cases. And, like, it stayed dry during, like, an absolute downpour. Um, so, and, and I really want to say they are, I don't even know if they're a third or a quarter of the price of what a Pelican case costs. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, just take for instance, um, you know, I, I think the last time I looked up, um, a Pelican, um, like I said, I think it's a Pelican 1510. Um, and I, you know, I want to say, and now there is options if you wanted to go, um, from directly from Pelican Pelican has a, a I guess a, maybe a deal or something with Trek Pack where you can order your Pelican with a Trek Pack in oh okay um, but like just doing a quick search you know uh, right now the 1510 is about 199 and that's just with foam right so you know um, and there's so many like when you get into the actual Pelican real world there's so many different options as far as you know, with foam, you can actually get them empty. Um, you can get them empty. You can get them with um, a lid organizer. You can get them with the they have a luggage insert as well that goes in. Um, that you you know, if you wanted to use it for you know traveling for clothes and whatnot. Um, so, like I said, there's you know you can get super fancy, but the more you put in the case, the more expensive it gets. So yeah. um, that's why I kind of just you know. Um, I tried the, you know, the Apache cases out and they, you know, they haven't failed me yet. So, um, until they, you know, completely, totally fail me, which I don't think they will. Um, I'm still a big believer in them. So, yeah. Like and the said, great thing is, is if, the if you have a, um, if you have an Arbor Freight near you, they, they always have coupons. Uh, most of the time you just go on their website and print out a coupon. So like every right. case that I've bought, I've literally bought like 10 or even 25% off. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just. You know, and like I said, you know, you, the only thing that I've personally, this is personal opinion. The only thing difference that I've seen from those two is honestly the name, um, and the design on the outside of the actual plastic on the outside yeah. is a little different. Other than that, I mean, the functionality of both of them, you know, again, a personal opinion are the same. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and when you're talking about maybe buying one case, it's not a big deal, but if you're like us and you've got three or four different ones, I mean, you could be talking about into the thousands of dollars with Pelican cases, whereas right. it may be just a few hundred dollars with the Apache brand. Right. Right. Yeah. And you know, you want to protect your investment, whatever it is, if it's yeah. video gear, if it's audio gear whatever. Um, and so that's why, you know, I can, I can, you know, honestly say that, you know, I would trust anything in those cases, you know, um, you know, as far as, you know, durability and, and get my gear there safe. And, you know, there, there's a few things you wouldn't want to take a chance on. And, and I guess technically a case would be one of those, but just the tests that I've personally done with them. Yeah. Now I have not been full scale touring with them, <laughs> yeah. um, but you know, but, uh, just, you know, my everyday use and, you know, 
it's been in trucks, it's been in out of trailers, it's, you know. Yeah, I've dropped um, mine out of the car, you know, several yeah, times. I, I haven't to, been easy with it, so. Yeah, that's the thing, yeah, you know, I like, I take care of my stuff, but I also use it, you know, I consider my stuff tools, so, like, I'm not, like, oh, I don't baby my equipment by any means, um, but, yeah, you know, I, I don't, and I guess I probably dropped it more because I don't worry about it as much, you know, like, trying to carry an arm-loaded gear in or something like that. I'm like, oh, well, if I drop it, you know, it's fine. Like, yeah, it ain't that it big is of a what deal. it is. <laughs> um, so I think we've about covered everything. Is there any other uh, just, like, miscellaneous stuff you can think of? Um, I know one thing I was going to ask you about is that multi-tool you had at Youth yeah. Convention. Because I need a new multi-tool, and that one was really slim, and I like that one a lot. Yeah, it's actually um, one of the cheaper. When you talk about multi tools, like you're talking about, like even Gerber, Leatherman, you know, um, Sog makes a bunch of good multi tools. Yeah. You start talking about expensive, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I actually, you know, I didn't do a whole lot of research. I think I literally went in a Lowe's one day and um, I knew I needed a new one because I'd lost my previous one. And I was like, oh, this one's like 20 bucks, you know, 28 bucks or something. And I was like, okay. And it's actually the Gerber Suspension NXT. And, um, you know, I'm not needing, you know, like a Leatherman. Leathermans are super nice, you know. And, uh, like, I just I want the functionality of a pair of pliers, you know, yeah. just for anything, you know. Uh, and, you know, basic other little the small tools. But um, And I also what I did was um, this one didn't come, I guess, because of the price point. It did not come with it's a sheath or anything. Yeah. Um, so just a little quick Amazon search. Uh, found a company that makes a, they call it the Clip and Carry Codex sheath. And um, this company has them for pretty much any multi-tool on the market. And it's a good Codex holster um, that goes on your belt. You lock it in. Um, and so, you know, anytime, uh, like in a load-in or any anytime I'm working, I just throw that thing on my hip. And, um, and then that way, you know, if I need to cut something or if I, you know, whatever I run into, you know, um, it's, it's there. And it, like I said, it's, it's not super heavy. Um, some of the multi-tools, especially like, and I love Leatherman. Leatherman makes a really good product. Um, some of theirs, especially the more tools that you get into on the actual tool itself, it could make it heavy, really heavy. Yeah. And this one is sort of a slimmer, um, not as heavy, uh, design. So that's kind of why I like it. So, but the other thing that brings me up to is like, you talked about flashlights, um, I love flashlights and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a I collection. I normally, <laughs> yeah, I normally end up just buying like a cheap, you know, led flashlight, yeah. you know? Um, but I always get made fun of too, for my headlight. Um, oh, hey, I, love, I love mine. I love my headlight and I don't know where it's at right now, but, um, I love my headlight. I, you know, I'll put it on and everybody's like, look at him, you know? Um, but I'm like, I can see, and I can still use my hands. Yeah. When so, you're crawling um, under a stage and you know, yeah. somebody's sort of there with you, trying to hold a yeah. cell phone to see it's like, man, my headlight looks pretty good now. Doesn't it? Right. Right. Like, I'll you tell know, you mine, like, which, uh, mine wasn't cheap because I bought mine while I was still, um, working as a mechanic. So I bought a snap on one off the tool truck, but oh, the yeah. coolest thing is it's magnetic. So literally you put the headband on and it just snaps to the headband. And then oh, if you want to cool. take it off and stick it on something, you just snatch it off. It unclips and it sticks to anything that's metal and it's like flexible and, uh, nice. and it's rechargeable. And so like, okay, I don't yeah, even, I don't even know cool. how much I paid for that. And I'm sure somebody makes one that's inexpensive, but right, yeah. that was so cool because it's like a headlamp and a flashlight, you know, all in one together. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the biggest thing is I like, like, 
I find myself like in at like our addicts in our church, and I'm like, um, you know, I want to concentrate on walking. You know, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want to <laughs> put a hole in the roof of the church. You know, so I'm like, I want to concentrate on walking and not have to carry a flashlight or you know hold one in my mouth or like hold one on my you know my shoulder and like yeah. be contorted. Um, but I also like uh, they also have um, this one also has uh, a bunch of features on it for. Uh, different settings, you know, uh, it's got yeah. two beams on it, and you can do one, you can do you can do the left, you can do the right, you can have both for the brightness. It also right. has a um, a red feature, um, which is um, I think I think this was like a sportsman version. Yeah, um, I think it's for like tracking, you know, blood. You know, oh if yeah, if you're hunting or whatnot, you're trying to, you know. Um, but uh, I also use that one if I'm in. Uh, you know, if we're doing like a conference or something and it's um, like it's super dark, like I'm, you know, uh, like a youth convention, if I was behind the pipe and drape and, you know, it was darker in there and, and I'm trying to get somewhere, I don't want to use that harsh, bright, you know, yeah, clear light. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so a lot of times, like in theaters and stuff, um, I don't remember if you remember the Davis Theater, everywhere yeah, we go yeah, in the Davis Theater, uh, yeah. everything they had blue. Um, light gels over all like over all their fluorescent lights right yeah uh, and that was for when the stage went dark you could still see um think of it like a night light yeah but not so bright <laughs> yeah no, so, that's a good because um, that i mean that goes back to something we cover almost every episode is just you know not being a distraction absolutely um, and yeah and um i guess to wrap up you know, that's a good place to stop and wrap up is all the stuff we talked about. I mean, yeah, it's fun and we like gear and um, I've probably got way more stuff than I will ever need. But a lot of it is it's useful and it's not a distraction. Like if something goes wrong um, during a service, I want to be able to fix it quickly. You know, I, if if the batteries die in a microphone, I want to be able to get some new batteries in there quick instead of like scrounging around. Uh, if a light goes out, I want to be able to fix it. If a cable goes bad, I want to be able to fix it so there's as little downtime as possible. Right. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Trying again. Try not to be a distraction um, from the service is uh, is uh, to me always number one key. Being being available and doing your job as a ministry um, and not being a distraction are the two to me are the two biggest things in in creative ministry in yeah. general. Um, so yeah, I can't, yeah, I can't tell you how many times, um, it's been so handy. Like if you're using a wireless keyboard and the batteries died to be able to immediately put in batteries and swap lyrics or, you know, swap a slide. Uh, that, that's always like a, a point of pride with me is when something goes wrong and you're able to fix it without anybody even knowing it. Like, right, yeah. you know, to me, that should be your goal of why we're talking about all this gear and stuff like that is so that when stuff does happen, you can literally fix it on the fly without like any issues. Right. Yeah. And, and you look at that a lot of times, uh, even in like the commercial world, uh, talking about, you know, industrial things like that. There's, um, a lot of processes that big companies use that have redundant operations. Yeah. So, you know, for example, if, if something digital goes out, you know, we have a paper version of it, you know? So right. um, having, having options like that at your disposal um, is, is invaluable. Just like you said, if, you know, if, uh, you know, we have 
Um, I'll, right now I have our pastor's mic, uh, the bar pulpit mic um, is one mic, and I have a backup mic that is always, every service gets fresh batteries, and it's right underneath the pulpit. So if anything ever happens, you know, um, I, I change batteries on those two mics every service, no matter what. Yeah. Uh, just because I don't want that to be, because I don't want our pastor to be in the middle of, of, of a throwdown message, you know, and somebody may be receiving something and then the batteries die. Right. And you're like, and it, you know, and then it kind of cuts, you know, cut, you know, everybody's laughing, you know, right. you know and, it's, and it's a distraction. So, um, just having that redundant operation in order, um, is, is really big for me and just, you know, make sure, um, that, you know, we can, you know, automatically go into move into yeah. whatever you know, backup situation we need to have so yeah and that's kind of why we were talking about this you know gear you can't live without because you know in a perfect world with unlimited budgets you know we'd have a, a complete spare sound system you know let's oh, buy yeah. a spare soundboard <laughs> let's buy spare amps you know that's just yeah, not realistic yeah. unless you just have a major budget or you're like you know touring or something right. uh, but it's usually those things don't fail you know, if your soundboard right. fails, you've got some big issues. If an amp blows and catches on fire, I mean, you've got bigger issues to worry about than trying to, uh, like, fix it on the fly. But right. things that we can control, like batteries, cables, you know, it's all it's usually the inexpensive small things that fail. And if you don't fix them quickly, uh, they turn into major issues. Uh, and so, yeah, that's why, like, every every Sunday when I bring my bag, yeah, it's it's usually loaded to the zippers. Um, but literally if something, usually anything that can go wrong can be fixed, you know, quickly. Right. Right. Yeah. Like I said, there's some things that you can't control. Um, just quick example, uh, right after our first shutdown, the first, you know, quarantine, we come back to church, you know, um, it's really funny story. We, I came in, you know, we had everything ready to go. Um, we were coming in and, and normally, um, just for example, we have a sound check at, uh, at nine, nine fifteen, depending on the service time. And, um, you know, I, I come in a couple hours early, just to make sure everything's, and I walk in the church and I was like, man, the, the lights don't seem as bright as they normally do. And like, everything seems like dim and like yeah. some things are sluggish to come on. And, and I look outside and there's a power truck across the road and I go over and I, I said, Hey, you know, everything. Okay. He goes, Hey, you're running one phase of power right now. There was a, a <laughs> yeah. squirrel. There was a squirrel on the line, you know, yeah. now granted we haven't had church in, you know, in, in weeks, you know, because of, right. of the first COVID shutdown. So he said, he said, Oh, I'm restoring it and, and you'll have power all three phases back in 15 minutes tops. I was like, Oh man, thank you so much. You know, whew, I know I'm, I'm making the call. I'm like, Hey, power's okay. It'll be back up in 15 minutes. You know, every, cause we were, it was getting to the point in time where, Hey, do we need to call, do a mass call out and say, Hey, you know, don't come to church. We don't have power. The right, AC's yeah. not working, you know? And so, um, we, you know, I'm like, okay, whew, you know, so I'm, you know, it's, and it's exciting because we're all coming back and, you know, it was, it, you know, anticipation was building. Yeah. We're ready to be back together. And, and so we had done two services. So, uh, 10 AM and a, a, a noon service, the 10 AM was for our elders, um, uh, to try, you know, that was when we were trying to keep everything separated yeah, yeah. and keep everybody safe. And so, um, we come in and 15 minutes later, I still didn't have power and, uh, to our, our sound booth and on our platform and everything else was on. I was like, man, what? So, uh, you know, what in the world happened? You know, so I go and I'm flipping breakers and you know, oh, yeah. everything's, everything's coming back on. Well, 
it turned out that one of our major breakers that fed all the power to both our booth and our platform yeah was gone i guess when it got flipped and i'm not an electrician so you know you know, there's yeah. probably electrician listening. He's like, no, that's not right. That's not right. But, <laughs> that's right. Uh, and, you know, like pounding his fist on the table. No, that's yeah. not right. Um, so it, I guess it flipped and it didn't, it didn't have enough compression maybe to, you know, be reset. Right. Um, so we start that first service. People are coming in. I'm literally taking our floor monitors and I'm throwing them up on, um, try uh, to just stands, you know, some yeah. sticks and, and I'm, I'm grabbing an old little sound, like a one channel sound mixer just to, get a mic for the pastor and you know, right. I'm, we're throwing up lamps and all the, you know, all the dark corners of the church, right. you know, you know, running cables and everything. But, uh, you know, we were able to have that first service and it, I mean, it was awesome. Like just, you know, number one, after all the, you know, the motion of, you know, being shut down right, and yeah. everything. Um, but you know, it was just a good service. And then, uh, we were able to replace that breaker, uh, for the second service, but you know, just things like that, you know, you, yeah. you can't, you can't, write that in a book you know no. it's it's those things that you know we couldn't help that but we right. made the best you know uh we just you know i did everything we could to make service happen so right cool all right well it looks like we're gonna end the episode with that and uh they gave me an idea for a new episode we're gonna do a new episode called quarantine stories because dude <laughs> i have so many funny like when i mean it's going to be a good show. Already have it because we have so many stories of when it was just like five people in the vi- in the building streaming. Dude, there was so much stuff that happened behind the scenes that people never saw. So we're going to have a quarantine yeah. stories uh, episode. But <laughs> this wraps us one. up, guys. Uh, wherever you're listening to podcasts, don't forget to subscribe. Go visit us on social media. On all the social media platforms, we're at Church Media Lab. Uh, give us a, a few days. We'll have all these links up, everything. Try to... Everything that we mentioned, I think I'll have a link to it. You can go buy it, check it out. And um, if you have any other questions or comments, show ideas, please email us. Um, Bradley at Church Media Lab or Anthony at churchmedialab.com. Bradley, any last words? No, man, I think that's, that's all. We I know it's it was a bunch uh, just because gear is one of those things that you know we could go on for days about. But, um, you know, looking forward to the next one. All right. Talk to you all later.